0: Hey, everybody. This is a special edition of the Washington State Indivisible podcast. I'm Stephen Cox. So as I've mentioned on this show, there is going to be a town hall for Congressional District 8 this Saturday, July 22nd, put on by Indivisible Washington's 8th District. And joining us now to talk about it is the event's distinguished guest and speaker, Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal. Congresswoman, Welcome. Thank you so much. So, uh, of course, I would like to talk about the town hall. But first, very quickly, I would love to get your thoughts on what has been happening in the Senate with health care. I know that you were fervently opposed to the Trump care bill when it came through the House. uh, And now the latest CBO score for Mitch McConnell's plan to do a straight repeal will result in a staggering 32 million people without insurance by 2026. Very quickly, this seems like an opportunity for Democrats to take the lead on health care. How would you like to see that play out?
1: Well, I think that there's a couple of things. First is that we have to make sure this thing is really dead. Not only Trump care but also the repeal. Because I'll tell you it has it has seen life pumped in at the last minute. That's how they got it through the House. So we do have to make sure that it's totally dead. Now the second thing is I think this is a great opportunity for us to really put forward our ideas of what healthcare should look like. And for me that's always been a Medicare for all plan. I still think that this is the time for us to push why not only is that good for consumers, it's actually really great for pocketbooks. It would be a lot cheaper for small business owners to have a Medicare for all plan. Now, I recognize that we're not yet at the place where we have the, the opinion, um, both public opinion, frankly, but also within the House to pass a Medicare for all plan. So I think that there are some things that we can do within the Affordable Care Act to fix some of the biggest problems. And we should put our ideas forward around that. To me, that means bringing down the, being able to bargain the cost of prescription drugs to bring down the prices. Um, And it also means making sure that we have a public option so that states like Washington, where we actually could pass something like that and move something like that, would be able to move to that kind of a system and then show that it really does
0: work. Well, that is something that is certainly going to come up at the town hall event, uh, I'm sure, during the Q&A. So let's talk about the event. Like I said, this is happening on Saturday, July 22nd in Auburn. Uh, And since it is a town hall for Congressional District 8, Congressman Dave Reichert was invited. He declined the invitation. You are the congresswoman for District 7 in Seattle, and you have graciously agreed to step in in his place. Uh, What made you decide to come in and join us in the 8th District?
1: Well, I feel like it's really important for us to be willing to have the conversation with um, people across the country, and if there are no venues for folks to come out to a town hall type event in the 8th District, I wanted to be able to be there to actually have a member of Congress that would, you know, that would engage in a discussion around the key issues. I'm not, um, I'm not there to try and uh, bash your current Congress member of that district, but I think that it is important that Congress members have town halls. And I, and, and the main reason is I think the public needs a venue to really be able to talk about the critical issues. And there are a lot of critical issues right now. in the Republican agenda on environment we just saw this week with these horrible environmental bills that passed the House with Republican support, um, with the Republican majority, you know, undermine our ability to fight for climate, the healthcare challenge. We need to be able to organize and think about how we continue to push back on these bad healthcare bills and actually move towards a progressive agenda. Um, And so there's a lot of issues out there. And I want to have people Uh, everywhere be able to talk about the issues. And I I understand that, you know, we have a national list, and so we go to a lot of places where I'm not the Congress member. We'd love to have Congressman Dave Reichert there, frankly, and I I wish he was going to be there, but I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to having the conversation with the public about uh, really, what our democracy looks like and the issues that are at stake for their kids and their families
0: yeah, and in fact, you stress that we 're not there to bash anybody. The uh, organizers of the event have stressed that the tone of the event will be overwhelmingly positive and respectful um, and of course we 're going to be having a Q and a session as I mentioned for people to ask questions about issues that are concerning to them, and you 've mentioned some of those uh, we 'll be talking health care, certainly, climate change. Uh, I know that one of the things that you also want to talk about is the potential collusion with Russia. Uh, I know that you've recently introduced a resolution that demands Trump officials turn over information on the firing of FBI Director James Comey. Have you had any movement on that resolution just yet?
1: No. What happens with a resolution of inquiry is a tool for the minority to force the majority to actually respond to, uh, you know, respond on an issue. So they have 14 days to um, put forward a response, and then it would have to go to the Judiciary Committee for a hearing. So we are preparing for that because it either has to go to the floor to be voted on or it has to go to committee. And my guess is it won't go to the floor, it will go Mm. to the committee. And so we've had one other resolution of inquiry like this. Uh, Mr. Nadler, at the very beginning, first couple of months, introduced a resolution of inquiry, um, which I was also a part of co-sponsoring. And so we are preparing for uh, Chairman Goodlatte to call this for a hearing into the Judiciary Committee. And it fundamentally says, you know, we need to be calling in um, and investigating Mr. Sessions, Attorney General Sessions, so-called recusal, and then um, his role in the firing of James Comey. We need to be investigating um, whether or not there were tapes recorded at the White House. And, you know, the point I would just make here is that every committee of jurisdiction in the House and the Senate, except for the House Judiciary Committee, has had hearings on these issues. Um, the Senate Judiciary Committee just announced that they're going to have Donald Trump Jr. and uh, Paul Manafort testify before them. Chairman Goodlatte and the House Judiciary Committee are the—it it, it is the only place where we actually have jurisdiction over these issues, and yet we have—we have yet to call a single witness forward on this critical issue of whether. Uh, our constitution has been violated and how a foreign government influenced our election and what we do to make sure that that doesn't happen again.
0: Absolutely. Uh, It's kind of mind boggling that we would have to think about something like this in 2017. But here we are. Uh, Just one last question. Um, We talk a fair amount on this show about the role that Indivisible plays in pushing back against the Trump slash GOP agenda. I'm wondering if if you could just say a couple of words about how you see the role of grassroots groups like Indivisible in the uh, age of Trump.
1: Well, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, and I think you and maybe your listeners know that I come out of an organizing background. That's my path to politics, so I'm not a long-term politician who's been in the system. I've always believed that um, the task for us is really to create political space for change to happen, and that happens on the outside. Now, I've also said that we need more organizers on the inside, which is why I ran for office, and I'm now a congressperson who believes that organizing on the inside and the outside is critical and that's when we'll be most effective. Indivisible has changed the landscape, honestly. Um, I think that the work that you have done, targeted work in districts across the country, in red states and blue states, urban and rural, absolutely essential to the work we're doing now. Healthcare would not be where it is we would not be in a position to really defeat these horrible Trump care bills if it weren't for groups like Indivisible. And and there are um, several of them across the country, but I'm really impressed with the strategy, the coordination, the tactics of Indivisible. And it's why when you invited me to, to come and do this town hall with you, I said yes, because I really think you're doing a great job and are so essential to our democratic process and to really making sure that we take back our country.
0: Well, we are very much looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. And guys, listen, if you haven't seen the congresswoman speak at a town hall, I saw her speak in Seattle. She's incredible. You're in for a real treat. Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal, so great to speak with you and we will see you on Saturday.
1: Great to talk to you and see you on Saturday. Thank you.
0: And that's it, gang. We hope to see you all there this Saturday. Again, it is July 22nd at Green River Community College in Auburn, starting at 3 p.m. In addition to the Congresswoman, we will have a number of speakers, including Julie Negrin, whom you heard on the show on Tuesday, as well as Melissa Showit, who is National Indivisible's regional organizer for the state of Washington. It's going to be a great event. For more info, you can head to Facebook and search for public page Indivisible Washington's 8th district. So there you go. Hope to see you guys there. Bye.